Hello, welcome to the show. It's episode 19. I'm Ben Maudsley, and joining me on this episode is David Wetnall. Howdy. It'd be funny if I introduced somebody else. Not for me, it wouldn't. And like, we never, the end of my career. I never mentioned you ever again, <laughs> like, like, like we'd had a terrible now. Yeah, should we do that next time? Or I could... In- Come in again. It'd be funny if I introduced you, but it was somebody playing the part of you. Hello, I'm Dave. <laughs> don't think that would wash. No, I don't wash. No. That's why they call me Stinky Dave. It's a bit like on Corrie, when the kids go upstairs on one episode, come yeah, down as different actors. Different kid. Who was the one that famously did that? Um, We've all done it. They get to a certain age. Because what they do is, actually, is they get twins, don't they? Do they? When they were babies, they get twins. Is that what they because do? Because they can't have a baby on set all the time. It's too tiring for them. Yeah, so they have twins. And I suppose when they get to a certain age and they're not trained as actors, they have to be replaced with, like, mime show Rada kids <laughs> with jazz <laughs> hands. Um, yeah. So that's why. It's happened with the Platts. David Platt went upstairs one episode, downstairs the next. Yeah, what's the older Platt called? Um, Nick. Nick? Yeah. He came, yeah, he came back he, as a pop star. He famously came back as a pop star, yeah. He went upstairs as a spotty youth. He yeah, came back as a pop star. I forgot star. about that. Um, Hi, Tossing his, his long name? blonde hair. Adam Rickett. Adam Rickett, was that he had that famous video, he's naked, isn't it? Um, We've digressed so far away from snooker already. But anyway. What's been happening in the world of snooker? You sent me a picture of uh, Willie Fawn's charity golf day, oh, yeah. £250 a head, which had quite an unusual title. Yeah, he uh, he put something like, uh, come and join my charity event, but he put charity in inverted commas, uh, which makes it sound like it's quite fraudulent. S- it's quite suspicious. He's quite hard up. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. Also, I thought char- charity begins at home. Charity. Charity. The Willie Thorne Fund for well, Willie. Apparently, well, he was meant to be playing in the World Seniors, and he he just tweeted, Back's gone. <laughs> oh, Back's gone. Just, yeah, I think he probably tweeted that as he was on the floor, like, <laughs> crippled with pain. With, Back's gone. I imagine send that, help. <laughs> with one hand tweeting, the <laughs> yeah. other hand on his back. Yeah. Send help. Uh, 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 send help for My flat back, Back's gone. Willie's flat back, Back. Got it for my key. But anyway, um, what, what, has, what has actually been happening in Snooker was, since last episode, uh, we watched the shootout final, which yes. was absolutely brilliant. It was, actually. Dramatic. Yeah, Michael and, George, you. And uh, he was great. He won, like... I mean, yeah. if he'd done that in a final, won, like, five frames in a row, knocking in loads of centuries, yeah. we'd be really impressed, because it's the shootout. Yeah. Gets a it, I mean, I think the shootout is... Is uh, sort of growing in in stature and status mm. every time it's on, I think, every year. I think the really good thing about the shootout is is that players really low ranked get to play on the TV table, yeah. which they never would. Yeah. And you get to see how really great they are. Yeah. And there's loads are just brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, obviously the the top players, Ronnie O'Sullivan, Judd Trump, etc., don't take it seriously and don't even enter. Yeah. But. A lot of the lower rank players take it seriously because uh, it's yeah. a good, it's a great chance to get ranking points. It's a great chance to get some prize money. So it is really competitive. Confidence as well. Yeah, yeah, and the confidence. But but it mean it's competitive for yeah, those yeah. players. Like they all really want to win it. I mean, with Michael Joshua, I think he's run into Ronnie in the first round of so many events, mm. and I just thought he was a bit shit, and he's making up the numbers. And then you suddenly realise how great these players are, yeah. given the chance. You know, 
Yeah. It's it's interesting. Yes. But what I like about the shootout is what you like about it, right? right um, what is that? It's the relaxed nature of the commentary. Now, because Alan McManus, he he was like calling them like he would do in normal life. Yeah. So, so like Robert Milkins was playing, and he was like, "Bobby loves this format." Bobby, <laughs> Bobby loves that. Yeah, Bobby oh, loves it. Milkman <laughs> loves it. Milky, Milky's <laughs> the milkmaid. Milky Mil- McMilkerson. He's lactating at the very thought. He's <laughs> lactating at the teat. <laughs> can you can, can you imagine a night in with Milky and uh, McManus? Hello, my lover, McMainus. <laughs> it's me, Robert Milken. Hey, Bobby. Bobby Milky. Milky Bob. Milky. Milky Make a cup of tea, eh, Milky Bob? <laughs> McMainus? Yes, my lord. What is it now? Cup of tea, is it? No milk. No milk, it's Milky Bob. <laughs> But the shootout did once create some of the worst commentary I've ever heard in any sporting event ever. Really? And I think this was from like a couple of years ago. But have a listen to this. Okay. This they should be ashamed. Okay. Take a Rangers fan is Graham Dodd, so he doesn't mind potting the blue. Or indeed playing safe off it. Graham Dodd four. It's a uh, green ball he has issues with, isn't it? But that's another moment, that's another story. He's not uh, so keen on that. It's not helpful if, you're, if you don't if you don't like green. Because uh, he's not a Celtic fan and uh, you have to play snooker. What do you do, Phil? You've got to play snooker on a green-based snooker table. There's no way around it, is there? Well, in the early 90s, there was a tournament in Monte Carlo on a blue cloth. That was a, a rarity. It's pretty, uh, pretty poor. What do yeah. you do if you're, you're a Rangers fan and you've got... You've, you've stretched that metaphor to breaking point, haven't you? Mm. But I suppose, um, you know, the commentators probably aren't taking it as, as seriously What as do well. you do if you're a Rangers fan and you want to play snooker? You can't play on the green. Get to Montreal, play on the blue. Play the on 90s. the blue. Go back in time to the early 90s in Montreal, play on the blue table. Much better for a Rangers fan. <laughs> I like the way you said um, he's a Rangers fan, so he much prefers, prefers to pot the blue. And he went, or play safe off it. Because <laughs> Rangers fans like playing safe. Yeah. Sounds weird. They completely lost it there, haven't they? Completely lost that. Should we paint a picture to the viewers of this this little setup we've got here? Like a, a little our set, our kind of our environment. Environment. Because <laughs> normally we do it on a on a morning, on a weekend, or on an yeah. afternoon. And this is Friday night. We've got the we're players. ensconced in we're, your front room. We're ensconced in this sort of small living room. We've got the snooker on, mute. Players' championship, Ronnie versus Judd. We're sitting here on sofas. We've got beer. We don't normally have a drink. No, we might get uh, a bit ramshackle later on. Towards the end, it might get a bit giddy. Hey, hey you fucking snooker! <laughs> that's, that's a little portent of what's to come. Yeah. Hey, hey, fucking snooker! <laughs> Oh, doing green. Bobby loves oh, us. Turn them in there. Hey, milky. Hey, milky. Hey, milky. Well, I'll have to have a shush. Hey, milky, shush your tights. <laughs> shush your tights, milky. Shush your milkers. 
Shusha Melkos. Shusha Melkos. Hey, Bobby! Shusha Melkos, what's the French for Melkos, hey, Bobby? Imagine. Hello, McManus! What is it? <laughs> Hello, McManus, what is it now? Cup of tea, is it? Melkis met you a cup of tea? No milk? Right, okay, no milk, one sugar. Coming up. Hey, Milky Bob. Milky Bob, <laughs> got any biscuits there, Milky Bob? I'm gonna sit down and watch the Simpsons, eh, for the first time ever. I'm gonna watch the episode of Friends and the episode of Simpsons, eh? <laughs> And then uh, it was the Welsh Open. Did you watch much of the Welsh Open? Not really. Um, I, I think I watched some of it later in the week. Yes. Because I was in work all week. Well, it was great to have Willie back in the box. Oh, sounds a bit wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and JV. Oh. And Terry Griffiths. So that was a great trio. Yeah. Yeah, I like Terry Griffiths, but not too oh, much yes. of him. I think on the Welsh, because he's Welsh, it's always yes. like a lot of Terry. Oh, I like Terry, I think oh, he's good. No, he's oh, yes, he's a bit sad, really. Well, ha- well, Willie and Terry being in the comedy box together reminded me of this brilliant gaff that Terry made. Mm. I'm pretty sure we haven't shown it on the uh, podcast before or, or played it. So have a listen to this. What I like about it is is that like the gaff in itself is quite funny. But, like, Willie doesn't want to make the same mistake. So, and he has to commentate on a similar shot. And you can tell he's thinking, I must not say it, must not say it. <laughs> have a listen to this. He likes these thin cuts, cuts along these uh, bottom cushion here, didn't he? Another thin clip here to this yellow. This time, to the third one of color. Turning out on the desired road. <laughs> <laughs> Have you never heard that before? No. That's quite a famous uh, gaff from Terry. I've never heard that. Oh, he likes them thin cunts. Cuts. <laughs> <laughs> Willie's the best, though. Another thin clip. clip. <laughs> oh, he likes. He doesn't like those fat cunts. <laughs> he likes those thin cunts. It would have been better if Willie had tried to say clip and ended up saying clit. <laughs> Another thin uh, clit. Yeah, that is that is one of my favourite gaffes. It's a funny one. Because oh, Terry's so like unassuming, isn't he? Oh, another thin cunt in the cut. <laughs> it's brilliant. That is good. Oh, he loves those. What was that other famous gaff off the telly? What? Was it Trevor McDonald that said uh, instead of the Kent countryside, the cunt countryside? <laughs> I've heard that one. I'm sure that's. I'm sure it's Trevor McDonald. Oh dear. Deep uh, in the cunt countryside. <laughs> um, but back to the Welsh Open. Uh, Higgins won it quite comfortably. But he doesn't look as sharp as he ever did. I think he said himself that he needs to get fit to sort of compete with the, the likes of the top. He needs players. to like, improve his physical fitness. Yeah, because, like. I mean, you can see it in long formats. He's just not as sharp yeah. as he was. And he's kind of resting on his laurels of you experience. see the way his chin wobbles when he rests yeah. on the queue. I reckon if he got like really physically fit, like he would... Uh, He'd be he, quite, a, quite ex- a catch. Extend his career a bit. Extend his cue. But um, uh, yeah, I think. You, but that's that's going to happen with the. Anyway, that has happened in snooker, hasn't it already? That like the difference between just that sort of little edge that it can give you is yeah, massive. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And but, like, I don't think it's any coincidence that Ronnie 
getting into running or whatever it was, like getting into fitness like six years ago. Mm. And his career is just sort of like maintained the level it was at for so much longer. Also, um, what was interesting, uh, Higgins was interviewed, I think it was during the Welsh Open, and he said, I think he was like alluding to Judd Trump, I think, more than anyone, but he was saying like, players get a lot of stick when they're not on top form, and this is a really hard game, and people don't understand like how mentally hard it is and how like skillful it is, mm. and like some players are getting a lot of stick, and I don't think it's right. Mm. I think he meant Judd Trump more than anyone. Think- I mean, he does get a lot of stick, doesn't he? Yeah. And he's, you know... I mean, we give him stick. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I suppose it's just because out of all the players currently, probably with the exception of Ronnie, he's the one who stands out as being exceptional. Mm. He's the one who who does shots that no one else can do. Well, I was watching the Players' Championship before you came out, and uh, Alan McManus said uh, Judd Trump's taking this game to another level, basically. He can play shots that no one one can play. Yeah. And that's coming from a professional. Yeah. And that that is mad, like yeah, that uh, is mad. but but he can't always do it. I mean, yeah, and thing, it doesn't right? take away from the fact that match play is still incredibly difficult. Mm. Like on a practice table or in in any sort of given scenario, Judge Trump can do things, but match play is a different yeah. different matter. But um, going back to Terry in the box. Oh, thin cunt. Do you want to hear another clip? One of my favorites. Terry Griffiths is a thin cunt. <laughs> <laughs> he is. There's yeah. no doubt about it. But this is this is probably my all-time favourite bit of commentary. <laughs> but it is Terry Griffiths, and it gives you a little insight into Terry's coaching technique, how okay. he how he deals with the players and stuff. Terry, 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 Terry. I remember um, with the players I work with, you know, I generally tell them, you know, I don't want them talking about luck to me. So if you been on the phone and you say you've been unlucky. I just put the phone down. <laughs> and one of them said to me once, he said, um, well, I had a new tip on, you know, I've been struggling with my tip for a few days. And I said, well, congratulations, you're the first ever professional player to lose to a tip. And I put the phone down. <laughs> That's so good. I don't believe in luck. Well, if anyone phones me up and says they've been unlucky, I just put the phone down. Wife rang me up, said I was unlucky, I missed the bus. Put the phone down. <laughs> Slammed the phone. I said, fuck off, you thin cunt. Phone down. <laughs> oh, son rang me up. He said I didn't get a single number on the lottery this week. Unlucky. Phone down. <laughs> Straight down. <laughs> oh, Terry Griffiths is a cruel man. He's, he's, he's got to acknowledge that sometimes there is a twist of fate. He's ageless, Terry Griffiths. When you see ageless, him. Ageless. Ageless. He well, looks exactly the same as he did in like the six, 70s. Yeah, but that's because he looked about he looked about sixty in the seventies. Oh yeah, 60. very like. Oh. I think Terry Griffiths mm. looks a bit like an old woman. Like he looks a bit sort of not transgender, but yes. like kind of uh, what's the word Effeminate. androgynous. Androgynous. Yeah. yeah. Beanpole androgynous. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a bit of a booth on as well, like a bit of a. I think he looks dead cool. Do you think? Yeah, yeah, dead cool. I don't think he looks cool. Like, I think he looks a bit like a thin Welsh Deirdre Rashid. Thin cunt. <laughs> I think, I just think for a man in his 70s, he looks yeah. cool. He's got a big lock of hair and like, he's slim and he's quite modish. Venue Vitriol. 
If you can come down to the crucible and watch snooker, you will feel so prolonged. And you can say, I was there. I did. And I don't even like snooker. Yes. Venue vitriol. Now, we're still at the Norbert Castle Hotel. We've not checked out. There's pages and pages we want to, of vitriol. vitriol. And I've got one page here. Now, from the top... Actually, do the bottom one first. Do the bottom one first. Do the bottom. <coughs> Absolutely disgusting. There was shizen all over the bedclothes. My grandmother found a used Johnny between the toilet cistern. There were people eating pie suppers all over the camp. It resembles a homeless shelter. The Jake Ball next door was chanting Engelbert Humperdinck all weekend. <laughs> Engelbert Humperdinck. Engelbert Humperdinck. That's such a funny chant. What is What's a Jake Ball? What? I don't know. Is that, is that kind of an American term for an idiot? Jake Ball! Hey, you Jake Ball! No. I don't know what it is. It's definitely not an American. What kind of American would say, my grandmother found a used Johnny? No, no, but just that expression. Jake Ball! What's Shizen? Shizen? I've not really heard that before. Who do you think it is? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> your, your snooker wife's German. You should yeah, know what yeah. Shizen is. I know what Shizen is. Uh, do you want to do the top one? Uh, no, I wouldn't want to. I want to dwell on this chanting of Engelbert Humperdinck. If you think he was chanting the name no, Engelbert Humperdinck, he was, singing, he was chanting. He was singing Engelbert Humperdinck. Uh, please release me, please. Engelbert Humperdinck. Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> that would be great. Engelbert Humperdinck. That would be it enough is, to drive him back. It works well as a chant. Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> no, you can't do it. Engelbert Humperdinck. Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> um, great. To do the top one. Okay. Go on then. Um, Have a bit of that. We arrived and found a human poo in the toilet. <laughs> I phoned reception to inform them of this, and the response I got was alarming. The room has been cleaned. What do you want us to do? I am making you aware it hasn't been cleaned properly and inform housekeeping. Before we could bath or shower, I removed the shower mat in the bath. And it was unhygienic. <laughs> I love the way that he, t- he said a human poo. As <laughs> How in, does he know? Well, as in he was ex- maybe expecting an a dog animal poo. dog poo or a horse dung. <laughs> I tell you, if you if you saw horse dung in a toilet, you'd be worried yeah. about what was going on, wouldn't well, you? Well, what I would think is... The cleaners are on a, horseback. <laughs> that is a very well-trained horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah there was a human poo in the toilet. I think the worst kind of poo in the toilet. But to be honest, though... What? If you're going to find a human poo in a hotel room, yeah. in the toilet is Flush the best it. place. Yes. I think the worst kind of poo would be dog poo. And... In the toilet? Well, just anywhere at all. Mm. I don't think that's the worst kind of poo. Dog poo. I think human poo is worse than dog poo. Possibly. Like if you had to clean up a poo, <laughs> if you were given a, like a coconut shy of poos <laughs> on little stands, <laughs> and you had to take a plastic bag off the yes. man at the fair. With a goldfish in. No, not yet. <laughs> you have to go over and select your poo, yes. and you've got these options. You do it with bare hands. No, no, you you do the trick where you turn the bag inside out, put it on mm. your hand, and pick the poo up. Yes. You probably would um, go for a dog I, poo. Because the listeners can't see that, but I just motioned the action that you do where you yes. invert the bag, and the poo is inside. And then so tie it to a tree. Stashed inside. Um, but here are the options on the poo shy, okay. the coconut poo shy. Um, poo shy. Dog poo. Yeah. Cat poo, Ooh. human poo, yeah. 
Sheep poo. Yeah. Cow pat. You go for sheep poo, wouldn't you? Easiest, isn't it's it? Just grass. Um, also easy to pick up, probably. Yes. But what you wouldn't go for is the cow pat or the human poo. Yeah. True. Cow pat's too big for the bag. <laughs> human poo stinks. Yeah. Didn't anyway. you? Didn't you once make up a little rhyme in school for all the different names you can call a, a dog? Yes. Can it's not a rhyme. Can you it's remember? Just, it? It's just all the names. Yes. In a, a rhythm. Can you yeah, do it? Yeah, of course can. Come on. Poodoo dirt mug shit mess turd file. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that again slower. Poodoo dirt muck shit mess turd foul. They are all words which can be used to describe dog tods. See, Todd is my favourite. Yeah, we didn't know about Todd at the time. But is Todd just the way Geordie say turd? He's dropped a dog, Todd! Or is it a standalone turd? I mean, word. <laughs> is it a standalone word? Um, That's I don't what know. I'm on. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway. Anyway, I think we should move on from this. It's well, the, I don't know. It's the podcast, not the poo cast. I always think, yeah. I always thought if you could invent like something, like a spray can that could just decimate a, a dog, Todd, yeah. it'd be like the best invention ever. Yeah. But I think you being a man of science, you know that that's probably impossible. Well, well my question is, if it can blast a dog tod yes. into nothingness, it yes. can blast anything into nothingness. What, so what's quite... special about a dog tod? Well, it's just because people don't want to handle them. I know, but, but what I'm saying is if you've got something so powerful in a can that it yeah, can yeah. vaporise dog tod, <laughs> it could also vaporise a human baby, for instance. Oh, dear. I suppose it would be very, very... Um... It would have to be a very powerful yeah. laser. Well, I will invent it one day. And I will call it... Well, I don't think I'd want to put my own name to it. Oh. So I think I'd call myself... Um, Todd R- Ramrod. <laughs> Todd Poo- Ramrod. My amazing poo blaster. Well, is that, I can see you on an infomercial. Yeah. You know I can't have one film for in the morning. Todd Ramrod. Hi, I'm Todd Ramrod. <laughs> I invented a turd blaster for you. God. Tired of dirty sidewalks, covered in doggy tots? Listen to Todd Ramrod. I got the blaster for you. It blasts away dog tots, cat tots, and also human babies. <laughs> Bloody hell. We've digressed so far away from venue vitriol. We've yeah, gone, down, well, gone down a wormhole. So a shithole. <laughs> we've gone down a shithole. Uh, That's what happens when we do this in the night time. We've got one more on there. Oh, on yes. The, on, the, on the sheet. Um... The building is dirty with fag butts and spit. The room they gave us was on the ground floor, and it was very dirty hair in the bathroom. The floor has not been hoovered and has sweets stuck to it. The window has mould on it, and everywhere was riddled with dust. There was also mould growing behind the toilet. We were squashed in this small room. So we went to the reception to ask them to move us. They said they couldn't, because they were fully... They weave fully booked, (laughs) and had no rooms available. (laughs) The next morning, I went back down to the reception to ask them to change our room because of how... Because of how filthy and squash we all were. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we were filthy and squash. (laughs) Because off how filthy and squash we all were. <laughs> Can you do him coming down to reception and saying how filthy and squash we are? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's how we started. Yes, sir, how can I help? 
Here we are. We need to be moved. <laughs> Why is that? We are so filthy and squash. <laughs> filthy and what, sir? Squash. <laughs> we are squash. Is the word you're looking for squashed? No. <laughs> filthy. Is there another room available? <laughs> so, sir. You'd have to stay in that room. I know it's small, but... It is riddled with dust. <laughs> Time for the Connor Langdown Memorial Competition. Count me in. One, two, three. Connor Langdown! It's kind of turned into more of the Connor Langdown Memorial Letters feature, hasn't it? Because we always do the letters before the competition. We do love to hear your correspondence. Though. And Connor got in contact, and he thought last episode was Mark Allen. Okay. So he emailed me, and he said, "Oh, my answer is Mark Allen." And he said, "Also, my snooker wife listens to the show." Arr. So that's quite cool. I'm sure she's very proud that her fella, yeah, has got a. A competition named after him on an obscure comedy snooker podcast. Maybe that's how he wooed her. Well, no, no, no. I love the snooker podcast. I think it's so, so great that my Connor has a competition named after him on the podcast. And I think that is wonderful. It's not right for you. Um, oh, but we were talking about how we got some American listeners. Oh, yes. But, um... We were saying, remember, we were saying, like, I wonder if they get all the different accents Mm. and whether they sort of understand how each different accent has a kind of stereotype and connotation. Yes. Well, Matthew emailed and uh, might explain a bit more if you read it out. Let's see. Guys, I'll give your American accent two out of ten. Yorkshire, Yorkshire, nine out of ten. All the accents don't throw me. They're the best part. When you do a northern accent, it kills me. I was dying after pubic hair in buff. <laughs> Cheers, Matt. Pubic hair in buff. So he, he thinks your York's accent's good. He's not. How does he know? Your, Mex- your American accent is shit, but we know that. How dare you? I suppose he must have listened to a lot of uh, Joe Johnson. I think he watches a lot of... Um, Last of the Summer Wine. Last of the Summer Wine. Yeah. Yeah. Three men in a bathtub. <laughs> I bet there was pubic hair in that bath. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do you remember when we were watching the World Championship a couple of years back? Gideon Coe was on it, right? Was he, yeah? Oh, yeah, You must remember this. And we were watching him. We went, oh, my God, is that all he looks like? So we'd listen to him on the radio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, and we were dead surprised. Yeah. I thought it'd be cool for people to email in and describe what they see in their heads when they're listening to this, like what we look like. Yeah. And then you we'll... might not like what people put. I know, but it'll be funny anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But like... Or better still, draw a picture. Yeah, but <laughs> I think a description would be better for a podcast. Yeah, yeah. But I mean for us, draw a picture. Yeah, okay. But I think just describe what you, what you see in yeah, your heads. Because yeah. you will see some two people, won't you, talking to each other. Yeah. In your mind's eye. I think you should describe... What we look like, and also the setting that you think we're in. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's going to be this episode's uh, competition. Just describe us. And the person who most accurately describes us wins. Um, and last episode's answer was Stuart Bingham. That'll Definitely. be good. Yeah. So, like, even if you've emailed in before, email in again. Or if you have never emailed in, even better. Yeah. And we'll this read is going to be really good. And we'll read out the 
read them out next, next episode. Next episode is the big one. It's the World Championship preview. It's the most exciting one. And it's also episode 20. So it's a biggie and uh, we want to celebrate it. Yeah. Are you getting and, excited for that? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm so excited that if people do write in with their descriptions, then I promise to reveal myself on the internet. <laughs> yeah, we'll tweet a picture of ourselves. Yeah. If someone gets it really accurate, we'll... I tell you what, we'll, we'll tweet a picture of ourselves together with the description underneath. Yeah, okay. And we might even send them a t-shirt. Hey! How about that? That's a, you can't say fairer than that. And Connor, you've got to email in for sure. For sure. And you, Matt Hoffman. Okay, um, I'm going to get out my random question book and you can answer some questions in the style of various snooker players okay if you could uh, have like a sort of Midas touch but you could choose what it turned things into what would you choose that thing to be I think if I could touch anything and make it turn into anything else I would touch everything and make it turn into shoes (laughs) because then I'd have all the shoes but sometimes when I touch a snooker table it would turn into shoes and then I wouldn't be able to play snooker (laughs) I saw a tweet by Robert Wilkins and he said um, hello Bobby Wilkins here Basically, somebody in his street won the Euro Millions. Oh, yeah. And he went round and knocked on the door and said, congratulations, you're now the second most famous person on this road. <laughs> Would you rather be a cow or a badger? Badger. My mum and dad actually listen to the podcast and they love it. They don't, do they? And they find it really funny. Yeah. But like I was saying to them the other day, oh, have you listened to the latest one? And they went, oh, yes, um, it was really funny. Um, there was a bit, though, where you were talking about snooker. Uh, we didn't like that bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, OK. Well, to be honest, that's what most of our feedback is mm. from people we know. Yes. You listen to it, probably under duress because they, you know, they want yeah. to do us a favour. They go, oh, yeah, it's really good. Bit too much snooker. <laughs> we don't understand it. We don't understand all the snooker chat. But it is, we do like it. But, you know, you, you can't please everyone, can you? Uh, not my robots. mum nor my dad has do they, never listened to it. Do they know, they know what, I do it. Do they know what a podcast is? Um, I, I think they probably know. Do I don't it. think they ever listen to one, but they probably know what it is. Like. Yeah. I mean, this is this is the extent of how sort of um, Luddite-esque my mum and dad are. We've had Wi-Fi at my parents' house for a long time, mm. but my dad didn't activate it because he said he thought people would steal his emails. <laughs> this is true. Um, so they just used it like sort of plugged in, just like connected. And me and my brother one Christmas went, "Listen, like you know, we want to use it mm. on our devices. You're gonna have to activate it." So he did, and they've never looked back. Yeah. And all his emails were taken like that. But I walked in the other day, and my mum was on the laptop. And she turned to me and she went, you can get anything on here. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really she, devious. Just on Google. Yeah. And that just made me laugh. You can get anything, you can get anything on here, love. <laughs> She's on the dark web. Yeah. Holding some road. drugs. <laughs> you can get anything on here, mate. You can get your crack, smack, ketamine, spice. I'll get you the lot. That's not what my mum sounds like. Hey, well, that's why. Heard She's from the Midlands. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's down south again. Yeah, 
Can you do an impression of my mum? No, I think you should do an impression of your mum. <laughs> you can get anything on here, love. You can get anything you want on here. Crack, smack, ketamine, spice, the lot. Crack, smack, whack and backy. Crack, smack, you wacky back. You can... <laughs> Disgusting! <laughs> there was shazen all over the bedclothes. My grandmother found a used Johnny behind the toilet system. I'd push about. Punch your legs. <laughs>